Welcome to Breaker Culture Weekly. The guys from BreakerCulture.com help pull back the curtains and give you insight into the hobby. Sit back and enjoy interviews, product breakdowns, and hobby analysis so you can get your edge in the marketplace. And now, to the show. What's going on, folks? Ty from Breaker Culture, and this is the grand finale, the final episode of Season 3, our 20-episode Season 3 episode 79 a little bit overdue but uh, I'm excited to get this out right before Christmas because today I sit down for about 45 minutes and chat with Matt the owner and founder of firebox cases if you haven't checked him out you definitely need to do that fireboxcases.com and when you uh, when you grab your graded card case use breaker culture as your promo code one word breaker culture and get 10% off your order make sure I plug that because I, I definitely asked Matt for that the very beginning of this but here but here's the deal so i i have a little bit of an overflow problem where i have some graded cards piling up it's getting a little out of hand in my office and um my wife challenged me to organize a little better and uh so i did i looked for some i looked for a solution and i just came across firebox cases and i thought man i I really like the looks of these and I, i love the fact that they're 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 water resistant they're fire resistant i can put a padlock on it I can slip them in in my uh, in my closet and, and be good to go, and so I uh, I grabbed a few and I've used them around my office and I love them. I love the looks of them. I love the way they're organized, and uh, I am incredibly glad I found Firebox cases. Now I reached out to Matt. I reached out to them and I said, "Look, I need to speak to the owner because this these are sweet, and I want to know your story, and I want other people to hear your story, figure out how you got started, and." Uh, yeah, you're gonna like you're gonna like the conversation with Matt. He's super down to earth. He figured out a way. He found a little bit of pain. He found a something that he thought could be solved, and he just went out and solved it. Um, like a lot of you guys have in the hobby, when you started the business, you figured out, you know what, there there is an opportunity, and I'm gonna go find a way to be the solution for that opportunity and that problem. That is what Matt did, and uh, it's awesome. It's really cool to hear. Um, no manufacturing background. He's a, he's an opera singer for crying out loud. And he figured out a way to manufacture quality cases for graded cards is a pretty cool story and and more importantly he's a hobbyist and he knows his stuff you're going to find out the second half of this episode when we dig into bowman draft he knows his baseball i was uh, i was a little blindsided by it in fact i did did not expect him to have the type of knowledge he had and so i had to i had to real quickly put my uh my thinking cap on and then become the data nerd that i usually am so it was good man I'm, i'm excited to have matt back on the show early next year to talk about Bowman baseball. I think it'll add a lot of value. But uh, but again, go to go to Firebox Cases after you listen to this interview and grab yourself a graded card case. Um, put in promo code Breaker Culture and be sure to get that discount. And it's a great Christmas present. It's a great way to store your cards. And uh, it's an easy way to port them around safely. So it's good stuff. Now, a couple things before we jump into the episode. Um, we've been putting out some more stuff. We actually took the month of November off. It was a much needed break. I'd poured a lot of hours into all kinds of stuff that we're doing and uh just needed the needed a break <laughs> only thing i did was focus on the patreon page and pushing out some of the stuff to you guys that are patreon members which by the way thank you guys for supporting us that way it's been incredibly helpful and beneficial to me just to know what what's helpful for you guys in the hobby but um go check out our youtube page link is in the show notes putting out videos there some new ones around prism basketball and uh be sure to jump into the Discord channel. 
Um, the, the community has grown considerably on the Discord channel, and uh, some of you guys are really cool. Most of you guys are really cool in the Discord channel. It's, it's, uh, it's, been, a, it's been surprisingly enjoyable for me just to, to see you guys communicate, grab tips from you, pass ideas, and uh, it's the community that I had hoped for in the hobby. And so I really appreciate all of you who are part of it. Now, finally, check out BreakerCulture.com this week. Four new articles coming out around Bowman Draft, Prism Football, what to look for in Major League Baseball heading in to, uh, to the new year, and uh, a little surprise episode as well. So appreciate all you guys do supporting us. Have an incredible week. Enjoy the last episode of season three and go check out fireboxcases.com. See ya. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for uh, making some time during the during the work week. It's not so it's not so easy during the holiday work weeks. I'm finding. <laughs> no, especially not at, at UPS where I work right now. So uh, peak season is a little crazy, but okay, we got so, done early today. Yeah, so you mentioned you you have to see kind of your route. Do you walk in that morning and you see exactly kind of how your route is for the day? Is it's laid out for you, or do you choose that? No, I mean, it all comes onto, like, into, onto our devices in a manifest, and I'm always in the same area. So, yeah, it. it's always the same roads, different different houses day to day. But, um, yeah, Cyber Monday was uh, was crazy because y'all buying a lot of crap, and I deliver it to you. Um, <laughs> but now it's slowed down a little bit. So, Black Friday, Cyber Monday is over. Not, like, towards Christmas, it'll get a little crazy. But other than that... Um, Pretty pretty cushy gig. Other than that, nice. And by the way, I didn't buy anything on Cyber Monday. Okay, good. So just you deal didn't with contribute it. to my misery. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Well, man, I'm excited to have you on because I. Uh, it's funny. I came across Firebox just inadvertently. Right, I was looking for ways to store my graded cards. I've been really investing in the graded cards, and and obviously a lot of my listeners do as well. And I came across your site, and I thought, oh my gosh, I need to know more about this. And you and I connected, so it's been. It's been good. I'm, I'm excited to hear the story of Firebox. But but real quick, let us let me just stop and let you explain to folks kind of what Firebox is and a little bit about yourself, and uh, and then we'll dig into your story. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I, I'm, an, I'm a musician. I'm an opera singer. So um, I, I, I don't really know how I got into collecting cards, like through some friends probably. I have a breaker friend and just a, a buddy that I played baseball with in high school and got me going on cards, and it just seemed like, something that I could make some extra money on, like on the side, in addition to just loving baseball. I mean, I only collect baseball cards. I love baseball. I love my twins. Um, that I have like a, I, there's a, there's a whole room. It's part of my laundry room, but that's where I keep all my twins cards. Um, crazy stuff like cards. I'm going to die with. Really? Um, okay. Like modern modern day stuff, or you got a lot of yeah, all, all modern stuff, stuff that's not worth anything to anyone really other than me. Like my okay. my big PC is Eduardo Escobar, oh, his nice. 2011 Bowman Chrome Color Refractor. So that, those are worth a couple dollars each. But 
Um, they're kind of hard to find because most people aren't going through their boxes finding them. But that that's like the thing that I love the most is my Eduardo Escobar. So when the that's twins awesome. let him go, that was so sad. Hmm. Um, but yeah, with my with my hours as a, as a musician, um, just had a lot of you have a lot of downtime, like when you're at rehearsal, you might go to rehearsal and then you're done for the day. You got a lot of time at the end of the day. If you're on a gig, like I'll be away from my family, traveling, doing opera or whatever. And just a lot of time to cruise eBay, find, find deals. And so I got into collecting that way. Hmm. Um, and then just, just like you, like everybody these days, uh, just sort of found the value of grading cards. You know, I, I it's not news to anyone that as a hobby, we are grading cards at, at a pace like uh, unseen in history. Like yeah. we, there's so many graded cards, millions at PSA, for, uh, like annually that they're yep. grading. And so it just made sense. Um, you know, if there's if there's if there's 50 percent more graded cards than there's ever been before, where are we going to put them? And so I thought, um, you know, I'm not and I'm not certainly not the first person to, to have uh, this idea there are other products like this on the market mm -hmm. um but when i you know i started small and my box the the original firebox graded is a really a pretty small box compared to what you can get on the market and that's kind of what i wanted i wanted something everything was either too small or it was too big <laughs> and the firebox graded is like one showcase worth of graded cards I, I do set up from time to time i wouldn't call myself really a card dealer <clears throat> i do i sell i buy and sell cards but i, I wouldn't say i'm a dealer of, of sports cards i mean one trip to the national and you know that's like you'll see cards there that just make you so sad about what you collect yourself like <laughs> people put you to shame the stuff that they're trotting out into their showcases um but yeah the way i the way i pack a showcase which is pretty tight uh, a firebox graded is going to do one showcase worth of cards, Got and it. so I just I wanted to stay organized like that. I wanted I wanted kind of that middle that middle size something where I could have you know if I had two boxes along I knew I had two showcases worth of stuff, and uh, <clears throat> that's pretty much where it came from. Okay, so so let's back up a little bit. So you're 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 obviously a collector, right? And you're yes. you're searching for ways to store your cards, and you obviously see different ways to do it out there. You're right. I, I know there's a couple other vendors that make this stuff. Right. What did you see in the marketplace that made you think, you know what, like I, I think I can do this first off and the stuff out there is not good enough outside of maybe the size and stuff. But where, where was the, I mean, where was the pain that you were feeling that truly made you think I need to do this on my own? Right. Yeah. It was the capacities. It was the color and it was the, well, it was the locks that of, <laughs> of the stuff that was kind of like in my face that I, that I felt like you know, people were gravitating towards it was yeah. the, it was the capacity and the color and the, the locks of the stuff that, that I could get that I didn't really like. And so I just made something that I liked better I love and it. it's uh, it's going well so far. I love it. So how long have you actually been putting out cases then? Cause I know I have the uh, original, so it's how yeah, long is that I've probably, I think it's about a year at okay. this point. Cool. Yeah. Original firebox came out like around Christmas time. I think last year. Nice. <laughs> nice. So what, what is, I mean, do you have manufacturing experience? Did you, did you have to no, learn everything no, from scratch? <laughs> nope. All from scratch. So all from cool. scratch. And it's very expensive and it's uh, time consuming to get started uh, when you have to learn all that on the fly. I wish I had someone to walk, walk me through it, but. 
Yeah, no uh, kidding. So yeah, I mean, the, put us in the in your shoes there as you're as you're realizing. Okay, I, I see I see an opportunity. And I think you're right. You hit the nail on the head. Like there is a massive opportunity with graded cards. Period. BGS and PSA can't even. I mean, they can't even hire enough people to handle the grading right, right now. Right. Um. So put us in your shoes back a year and a half ago, two years ago, when you came up with the idea. Where did you start? Did you, did you draw out a sketch? Did you reach out to designers? What? What? Where did you start with something like that? Yeah, I just started with a with a giant piece of paper and a uh, a ruler. And some slabs, and um, start, started making measurements. <laughs> and I, I mean, the the basement, which is kind of like a movie area in my house, and uh-huh. like a, the kid the kids play zone is over in one corner. And then we used to watch movies here. I mean, I have sketches. I still to this day have sketches like taped with painters tape up on the walls everywhere. And I mean, logo designs, a cr- like crazy amounts of logo designs, like the, the logo. The logo was something I, I did myself too, and that's it's it's a simple logo, but I'm I mean I, I do I, I really think it came out well, and it's because <laughs> I uh, trial and errored it so much. <laughs> Love it. Love it. So, so you draw out these sketches, and then uh, I mean, where do you go with that? <laughs> do you just do you just start finding people that will design this for you? A manufacturing facility? Yeah, you gotta you gotta find the manufacturers. Yeah, exactly. Got yep. it. <clears throat> wow. No, the hardest the hardest thing to, to to design was the slab pack, which was our first of its kind uh, hard shell backpack. Um, because ah, there are okay. there are the, the, there's a challenge trying to make it, you know, a slim enough profile, but also protective. Um, hmm. be able to get a lot of stuff in that in that backpack. The backpack is, I mean, that's my favorite thing. When when I go, when I personally go to a card show, I bring my slab pack. That's what I that's what I use. And that's the one that looks like a carry on, right? Like when I see it, I think, oh, that's something like you, you throw that in the airplane and you're totally fine. Is that? Um, a, no, that's the backpack. This is the backpack. That's this the is actual the, uh, hard shell backpack. Yeah, it's a backpack. Yeah, love it. The carry on is a well. I mean, we, we, I don't know if we're highlighting all the products here, but yeah, the, the new, yeah, the new, uh, the new graded line of products is something that we just, um, put out a week ago, really excited about these, the level of protection on the pro line is, um, just on another level, the protection and the, and the, the technology that goes into them, they're all waterproof they're all crush resistant they're all heat resistant to 194 Hmm. degrees they're all um uv resistant chemical resistant they're all the waterproof it's not just waterproof it's like submersion proof (laughs) you can go into six feet of water and stay down there for up to half an hour and the gasket that that um is holding your cards in there is never going to fail so so let me let me ask you real quick yeah when you were designing that and you came up with all these requirements, what in the world were you thinking? I need to get six feet of submersion. I need to cover that. <laughs> What's the idea for having like a fully submersive case? No, well, I, I didn't come up with it. That's like an IP. They have a, a rating system. It's called IP. It's IP 67 rated. So it's submersion proof to um, six feet of water, uh, dust proof, um, it's nice. a whole thing, but it actually, it. this is like protection on, on a level with a, with a Pelican 
case or mm. um, I don't know what else is on the market, but it is like a, a Pelican level of protection. Got it. Got it. And, and when, when buyers reach out to you, I mean, is that what are kind of the sticking points that you're finding with your buyers? Is it, is it that type of protection that they're, they're being drawn to or is it the lock system? Like what, what is it that's really sticking out? They do. The, what's really satisfying about putting out this pro line is that when I, when I was just selling original graded, the original graded case, the original raw case and the slab pack, yep. people would ask me because of the brand name, the brand is firebox. So they would all, people would always ask me, Oh, this is fireproof. And yeah. I always had to say, you know, ah, shucks. No, it's not. It keeps it keeps your fire in, not real fire out. So it, it was it <laughs> was something it. It, it was something that everybody was looking for. Yeah. The problem is, is that first of all, even even the even high quality, you know, home safes are not fireproof. They they have a rating for you know a certain temperature for a certain amount of time, mm. and then after that time, then stuff is starting to burn. Hmm. Um, a true fireproof box, the size of the stuff that I make is going to weigh, you know, 70, 80 pounds at least. And the capacity because of the thickness that the walls would have to be hmm. is not nowhere near what any collector really needs. It would be far too small, far too heavy, not portable. And really we got, we got started on portable protection for your collection is kind of a, a slogan that we use a lot. Hmm. And that is what we're, is that is what we're after ultimately is always being able to take your cards, go to the show, set up at the show if you need to, but you know, five days at the national, you're not going to carry around a, a fireproof box. You might want that at home. Um, but there are other products for that, <clears throat> but Got the pros, it. the pros are, are, are fire resistant up to 194 degrees. So there is like, there is this satisfaction about actually bringing a, a product that, that has this fire resistance hmm. so that now when people ask me, is it fireproof? I can be like, not proof, fire resistant to 194 degrees. So th that, that is pretty satisfying. That's awesome. I, I have no perspective on what in that, like a, the temperature of a fire is, but like, was that like a normal flame is 194 degrees? Like, where does that temperature come from? I'm kind of curious. No, I mean, a house fire is going to get up to, you know, 1,200 okay. degrees, okay. like in the middle of the sweltering heat. But most of the damage that will come in, in a house fire or, you know, any other kind of fire is it actually comes from that water, from your sprinkler system, from, you know, firefighters hosing mm. everything down. So... <clears throat> The bot, a, a firebox pro is going to keep all of that stuff safe from water. It's going to keep the heat. Res First of all, a slab itself loses, starts losing its integrity. Like they go soft starting at like 208 degrees or something like that. Mm. So, I mean, we are, we are to, we are almost to that point where the slabs themselves aren't going to be able to withstand it. So that's um, interesting. I didn't and think about that. The, the heat, you know, up at the top up at the top of a room is hotter than at the floor. So you got your case down there. It's going to, with any luck, you know, survive until the firefighters get there and um, be totally waterproof um, from its IP67 rating. Beautiful. <clears throat> it's very informative. Yeah. <laughs> 206 degrees. That's good to know for a slab. My goodness. Something something like that. I, I mean, I, I found it on a blowout forum a long time ago. I don't know that there's been any scientific testing into what the melting point of a PSA slab is. Cause I don't know that the hobby is really 
crying out for that sort of research, but yeah, somebody, somebody did that on their own, I guess. That's very scientific. Most of the comments on blow up form are very scientific. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's awesome, man. This is, this is really cool. So you've been doing this for a year. You obviously made adjustments. You got the pro line now, and I'm excited to get some of the pros and, um, offer them up to some of the listeners for sure. But what, what do you kind of got cooking? No pun intended going forward. What, what's kind of got you, got you excited? Is it kind of focusing on the pro doubling down on that? Or do you have something else down that you're kind of the, adjusting not, to? The capacities of the pro are, are sort of, I think where we're all headed. Like, hmm. like when I started the box that was perfect for me was the, was the firebox uh, graded. Okay. But now I have too many slabs, like most of us. I have so many slabs. I, I can fill a slab locker now with my own stuff, hmm. which is, um, you know, that's not. I need to, which means I need to sell some cards. But it also means <laughs> I think that the hobby is, is sort of moving towards, you know, having more of this stuff. I mean, that's obvious. The millions of, of of cards being created all the time. Yep. So. But I don't think that that means everything needs to get bigger, 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 bigger. Um, the, the the pros are obviously are have bigger capacities. They're made with ABS hardened ABS plastic, so they are they are also heavier than the than the original line. So for me, that those two those are like complement those products complement each other. If I'm setting up at a show, I'm probably bringing everything in a, in a pro, and then while when I walk around, I'm putting stuff into a into an original model because it's lighter, um, hmm. it's more mobile, it's more nimble. Um, but I, as far as um, products into the future, we sort of just launched the pro, and um, you know I'm sure something is. I have a few ideas in my head, but nothing that I've I've. Um, like we talked about earlier, got sat down and sketched. Sure. Yeah. Got so, it. <laughs> right got now it. we're just trying to You're get taking a deep breath. On, yeah. on these pros. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I guess for perspective, right? So the firebox graded, which is what I got my cards in, I think it holds 60 ish BGS slabs. Is that about right? The BGS. And, and then your pro graded. What does that hold? 140. There firebox. you go, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Firebox that's graded the 62 BGS slabs. And the graded pro does 140 exactly. Wow. And the price point is, um, you know, it's seventy dollars plus shipping for the original graded, for the for the pro graded, it's 160 plus ship. So it's really just a for over double the capacity, just a little bit over double the price. Yep. But as far as the the technology, the protection level that you're getting, sort of uh, that sort of all comes free. If you think you might need two anyway, there's no reason you wouldn't ever get a pro for me hmm. <clears throat> that is good to know i i'm excited to release this episode right before christmas because if you're a if, if you're listening and you're trying to buy something for a collector like this is the ideal gift i'm telling you it's the ideal gift my wife sees me loading these things up and she's like you're such a nerd <laughs> but, she, <laughs> but she loves it because they look sweet right i've organized well, my room the, and i've stored them in my the, closet and it's protected some people say to me you know i don't think you know, I, I'll give them my pitch at a show or something. They'll be like, wow, that is really nice. I just don't think I have nice enough stuff to put into to one of your boxes. And that that is exactly the sort of the 180 degrees of how you should be thinking about, you know, putting your collection into a firebox is the box augments your cards. You don't need your cards to sort of augment the box. 
whatever you put in there, whatever you collect, whether it's Eduardo Escobar or it's <laughs> Julio Rodriguez, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like whatever goes in there means that it's important to you. You want it to look and, and feel the best about it that you can. Right. And um, that's that's what these things really do accomplish. For sure. I, I will say, though, after I opened up the firebox, I thought, man, I got to get some better cars to put in there. <laughs> it, it increased well, my I, average spin. So that, that's a good thing, I think. Uh, yeah, it does. But I mean, it didn't, I, I used to think that before I ever had a, a case when I was still putting my cards in cardboard. I always thought, man, I need better cards. <laughs> nice. Now I don't even care about my good cards. I only care about my Eduardo Escobars. That's right. That's right. That's funny. I uh, I do need to get some good padlocks though, because I see your pictures and I'm like, I need some padlocks. Those are sweet. Um, do you do you keep your fireboxes out in the snow all year? Is that just or did you just happen? To... <laughs> no, I don't. But you know they're they're, they're, they're rated down to forty below zero. So it was actually we had we were gonna go do a photo shoot for to put up on on the website, which is fireboxcases.com, and we needed to get these products on, on the site, but we didn't have any photos yet. Um, and the day that we had the photo shoot scheduled, unfortunately, there was a massive snowstorm in Minnesota, which, you know, th this is like a That's weekly normal. thing in right. Minnesota. And I was like, wow, what's going to happen? So I had these like bunch of pallets th that I had from the shipment. Um, I don't usually keep like wooden pallets around my house, but um, <laughs> they, they happened to be in my garage from this shipment of, of fireboxes. And so I brought them out next to my house and made a little backdrop of wooden pallets and sort of um, built some levels of, of snow, and we took our photo shoot for the products there next to the house. And the only thing that wasn't cooperating was the natural sunlight. So I had to do go in and do some editing on the on the light and whatnot. But I thought they came out pretty good. No, because they look, really they look that, awesome. That is that is part of what they're all about. Is like they're rugged. They can withstand those elements, you know, cold or heat. And they're you know it's getting snowed on, but no water is getting in. So uh, if, it, if I wouldn't know any better, I would have thought you planned the snow around your photo shoot. So, <laughs> well, no, I, I'm, I'm good at improvising. I guess. <laughs> That's as, right. as, a, as a musician, as, uh, there you go. There you go. It's, it's in your blood. Um, right. I love it, man. Su super cool stuff. And I'll mention this at the beginning. I'll mention it now. Use code breaker culture, go check out firebox and grab one. But, um, so, so tell me a little bit about working within the hobby. Right. So setting aside maybe just the product specifically, what have you kind of what's been your experience just getting deeper into the hobby and building connections and selling and dealing with collectors? What? It's a big question, but how would you kind of explain that experience? Right. I mean, I, for me, it just seems like the kind of thing that you have to do slowly. Hmm. You have to start small because it's it's a. You know, if you're if you're doing a ton of breaks, if if you, and you don't really know what what products you're getting into, mm -hmm. you can be in and out. You can be in and out of this hobby before you have even realized what's happened. Like you could be, you know, you yeah. could be a few couple thousand dollars, you know, to the bad before you even know what's going on. So, my advice is, you know, start slow, make friends. Um, those are the people that are going to help you. Social media is sort of king, I would say. I mean, eBay is obviously super important to, to, to move stuff when you need to. But, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of cards get sold on Instagram. A lot of cards get sold on Facebook. <clears throat> uh, 
some cards get sold on Twitter. It's kind of weird, but you know, <laughs> I, I'm I still haven't figured that out. I'm on Twitter too, but uh, you know, all those avenues, it, it, it is hard to hustle a bit, uh, a baseball card. Yep. So to, sh- to shut yourself off to any, any outlet where you're going to be able to move a card, um, doesn't really make sense. Hmm. So, I mean, just all the connections, all the social media, <clears throat> And um, all the friends along the way, because those people are really going to help. There you go. No, that's it's interesting. So, I mean, it, my previous, you know, 50, 60 episodes, we've had various interviews, but a lot of those have been group breakers who have started and learned how to get into the business of the last decade and all the ins and outs and all that stuff. And I mean, there's tons of lessons learned, right? That's you learn lessons in any business. But um, what would you say has been the most difficult thing about kind of getting your product out there? within the hobby the first year? Um, just coming, I, I came to the table late, I would say. Okay. Like there, there, there are other, you know, that the, there is, there are other products that are, that people have already sort of, uh, you know, tied their wagons to. Yeah. Um, you know, I think if we were all, if we all started at the, at the starting line at the same point, I'm, 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 I personally am very confident that Firebox is making the best product out there is for, for storing your cards, for, for transporting your cards. And particularly now with the, with the pro line, the, the really intense high level protection that, you know, people with, with tens of thousands of dollars worth of cards really need to get into that kind of a thing because, uh, you know, you, you don't think you need it until you do. Hmm. And, um, you know, just, just coming late, that's, that was the hardest thing coming late to the game and uh, trying to sort of, uh, make a foothold for, for my product amongst people who, you know, already have something else. Interesting. Yeah. And that makes sense. So that probably helps that you do have a good collecting background. So it's not like where some group breakers, right. They'll jump into the hobby and they weren't really sports card collectors, but they saw the dollar signs flashing and they thought it was easy and. If you don't know sports cards, it's not easy at all. No, but uh, no, that's that's interesting. Do you, do you have a lot? I mean, locally, do you have a lot of shows pop through Minnesota? Is yeah, it, we it, have a we have a great club show. Do you? Okay. Twin City Sports Collectors Club. We have a monthly club show. Um, you know, um, that's at the Valley West Mall in Bloomington. So if anybody from Minnesota is listening and has never been to the club show, they should definitely check it out. Great dealers there. A lot of stuff. Good wax. Um, uh, nice. just a few, a few other mall shows too, but the, you know, the regular one is that club show and it's, it's, it does not disappoint as far as, as far as a local regular show, it is, it is a solid, a solid show. Very nice. Very nice. I, uh, I'm not sure how many Northern listeners we have. My, uh, my wife has family up there. So we go up there once a year, we go to Como park for an event. Oh, it's awesome. That's I love Como. They got orangutans. They got gorillas. <laughs> My son loves that place. I didn't even know they had that stuff. I was thinking more, there's a big football tournament up there every July 4th, and we go up there and we're at it with the. You don't go to the zoo? I didn't oh, even. Man. Is it, is it pretty good? This all, oh, it's the best. It's the best. You're doing this so wrong. But the problem is, is that they built right next to it like an amusement park. So, and that costs money. The, the, the zoo is like a suggested donation. So, you know, don't don't stiff the suggested donation, but really you're getting off pretty cheap. Then when your son or your, your kids see the amusement park and the roller coaster and like, I want to go do that. Then all of a sudden you're a hundred bucks later, you're, you've gone on five rides and oh goodness, that kind of a thing. 
Got so. it. I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even know that existed. I'll have to be sure to prioritize that next time. I, I love the whole suggested donation thing, by the way. We're at a arbitorium or whatever you call them, right? Where you go and look at stars and here in Kansas City and, and we're told, hey, it's a suggested donation of $10. So they got very proactive, right? We're going to suggest $10. So we walk into this place and this gentleman's there with an iPad scanning cards, your credit card. And I said, oh man, I thought this was suggested. And he said, well, you don't get a ticket without paying the suggested donation. <laughs> it's like, wait a wow. second. This yeah, is, I think this they is took that to another level. Totally another level. It was, uh, it's, it's twisted. I thought my, they were uh, just going to shame you. I thought they were just going to shame you like the, like the plastic straw people. That that's like, right. No, we don't, we don't give you a plastic straw unless you <laughs> ask for one. Exactly. And then all inevitably I'm like sipping a, a soda out of like the cup instead of yep. shaming myself and asking for a straw. So funny. Yeah, exactly. I, and you know what? I would have taken that. I would have totally taken the shame, but, <laughs> but instead $70 later, my whole family is looking at stars. But uh, awesome, awesome. So what what are you excited about kind of entering 2020 within the hobby? I mean, you got a lot of stuff going with Firebox, but are you are you excited about improving your collection? Are you excited about doubling down and investing in Minnesota Twins? Like what, what what's got you excited about the hobby? Well, I mean, everybody's excited right now about a Bowman draft. So I, I, bought, I, bought a, I bought five boxes of Bowman draft yesterday. So I'm pretty do? excited about. I didn't rip them yet. Oh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not big. I'm not big on ripping. I, I have a, a nice uh, sort of unopened wax collection. Not nice, but it's like evolving. It's coming along. Wow, um, that's impressive. And uh, so, but I do get one box of Bowman draft. I can't. I I, I started late, but when I started collecting, <clears throat> I get one box of Bowman draft every year that I'm setting aside for my son. On his 18th birthday, I'm going to give him all these uh, Bowman draft boxes. So one of them is for my son for sure, but the other ones I'm I might rip, I might just hold. Wow, you know. that is one of the coolest things I've heard for for your kids. A you got to be careful though. You got to make sure that the that the redemptions in these things aren't the guys that everybody's going to be after. That's Otherwise, a great point. You, you can't get point. the Strasburg uh, autos anymore out of 2010. Yeah. So yeah. be careful. That's a great point. So, so far, so good. I mean, in this Bowman draft, we got Hunter Bishop, who I'm kind of excited about, has redemptions in there. So mm-hmm. I'm a little bit like, yeah, missed my <laughs> chance on a, a whole big prospect here. But that's awesome. I uh, so I have this Patreon page where we have I put out this advanced analytics, and I just put out a big report for Bowman draft. And just so you know, the Minnesota Twins are ranked 20th in terms of average value. Uh, for, right. for soul card you probably knew that already anyway but. well i mean they've got cavico but the price on the price on sort of um i would say on the on team breaks is a little bit high for me just having one guy like cavico on the list and then then a bunch of pitchers i think isn't it or matt walner is on there yeah walner steel canarino i think is his name canarino's a pitcher yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Cavico, I like. Obviously, he's a, a high a high pick, but the rest of them I haven't really heard of, and I live here and I follow that stuff pretty close. So, <laughs> well, the 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 trending three day average for Cavico is thirty seven dollars and twenty two cents a, a base auto, which is pretty impressive. That is solid. Yeah, yeah that very, is solid. Very solid. Very solid. Average. But I mean, if, if if that's what you're going by, like like average base auto price, I bet I bet the Padres are are killing that because I mean, in Abrams base auto, I don't, I wouldn't know, but they're ranked I five. Yeah. Abrams at one seventy one, and then Mears that, and, and Driscoll. Yep. 
and that's higher than the spot price for the Padres most of the time. There you go. So there that go. that that I would always be there instead of on the Twins. But you know, what can you do? Do you know who number one is? You want to guess what team is number one? Well, I mean, I know that Adley base autos are doing like I saw them lined earlier today at three hundred, yep. which is crazy to me. Three forty. That's like three day average. That's Isn't like that crazy. That's like Wander prices, and I mean, I know this. I know he was the number one pick, but he—he's not Wander, not yet. Well, well it, he's a catcher too, which catchers usually don't command prices like that. No, and he also didn't have a great start to whatever season he he got rolling on. So, and, yeah. and, and, and to keep piling on, he plays for the Baltimore Orioles. So no, I wouldn't be three forty. <laughs> no, I mean you're you're most of the way to a to a gem, Julio Rodriguez. Base auto at there you 340. Go. Yeah, I mean, I, I would be buying at 380. I would buy all the J Rod base autos for 380 before I bought a, a raw Adley for 340. Like, that's that's just a no brainer to me. But mm. what a, I'm not gonna poo poo anyone's favorite player, so yeah, no, for sure. Go I mean, get your Adleys, people. Go get them. that's right. That's right. Well, Andrew Vaughn at 174 looks like a pretty, pretty nice price to me. I'm, I'm a big Andrew Vaughn fan. I like college. That's hitters. good. First base profile is a little hard to stomach, sort of. It over is the, over a long enough timeline. You got to you got to be Pete Alonso to make it work. But yeah, whatever. No doubt. Yeah, he, he's good though. He's good. Yeah, I'm bitter anyway, man. The, the Royals are ranked last because they have two players in the entire product, and they didn't put Bobby Witt Jr. in there, which annoys the heck out of me. But whatever. Yeah. He'll be they need their chases for Bowman. Bobby White will be in there. Vidal oh, yeah. Bruhan's going to be huge. I mean, Bruhan, Bruhan for me. I'm I've, I thought Bruhan was going to be in in Bowman Chrome. But, yep. Um, Bruhan is almost definitely going to be in 2020 uh, Bowman, and that's going to be a nice card. I'm going to be after those for sure. I like Bruhan. Okay, timeout. <laughs> you have an impressive amount of knowledge. I did not know this going in. I'm I'm really impressed. <laughs> So, no, I'm a prospect. I'm a prospector. Is that what you do then? So, so tell me about that then. What is that? Is that kind of what keeps you up at night with cards and stuff? You you, you prospecting, collecting, flipping. What, what's kind of your strategy with that? Yeah, yeah. All no, I mean the the cards the cards that I buy and I sell, like I buy, grade, sell, flip, whatever, are almost exclusively um, prospect cards. Okay. And it's it's just uh, I do my own research. I would just honestly, I just I listen to more podcasts than. A normal person. I drive around in my UPS truck all day, hmm. and I just—I I have all the time in the world to listen to podcasts. So, give me. What, that's what I, I love it. What, what kind of podcast do you listen to for this type of knowledge? Oh well, my, I mean, nothing is, nothing is, has crossed that bridge from like the people that are doing Dynasty League fantasy yep. analysis, right? And and combining that with with like a card angle. I don't. I don't think that that really exists yet. Finding like a real scout, and making him weigh in on, for example, 2019 Bowman drafts checklist, mm-hmm. and like rank it as far as that is concerned. You know, and those people, the people that do these these sorts of analysis for, for um, for Dynasty League, uh, fantasy, they're able to give you comps. You know, they're able to give you like major league comps. Like, what's this guy's ceiling? He's going to look like, you know, Paul right. Goldschmidt. Right. You know, and so then you can be like, okay, well, the long term outlook is is that on the on the best case scenario. Then they're able to give you like a, you know, a bottomed out comp, and they're able to give you kind of like a, a realistic comp. And it's just 
these these guys are crazy. I mean, I don't know what kind of uh, in the card game. A lot of people are in this game for a lot of money. Okay, I don't know what kind of game they're playing. In. I don't play fantasy baseball myself, but I have a hard time believing that people are putting more money into fantasy baseball, into like their entry fees and whatnot, than than card guys are putting into their Bowman draft autos. Ah, I don't know. Maybe I'm not playing the right fantasy baseball, but somebody <laughs> really needs to sort of take actual scouting analysis and bring it to the card game because there's a there's a big edge to be had. I think. No doubt. No, but it's, I mean, some of some of the webs, the podcasts I listen. My favorite is uh, Prospect One, um, with uh, the host is named Chris Welsh. Cat okay. is at the Welsh on Twitter. He's the he's a great prospector. And um, let's see, Prospects Live. Those guys know what they're doing. Ralph Lipschitz and Eddie Almaguer um, on Prospects Live. Um, what else nice. do I listen? To? Well, the MLB that the MLB uh, Pipeline podcast is yep. pretty good. That's kind of like. I do like that one. You know, that's like that's like sort of the consensus, I would say. Yep. You know, you're not going to find like the 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 value there. You, to find the value, you need to take that that pipeline list and go find these dudes that you actually think, "Oh man, these guys are on another level as far as analysis." And mm-hmm. where do their lists differ from that sort of, you know, industry standard list? And then that's where you find the value in the cards. So for like for me, I was buying Jeremiah Jackson base autos at like ten, twelve, fifteen dollars a piece. Hmm. Like back when when draft got released, because my guy Welsh on Prospect One was like, this guy is crazy athletic. He's got big power coming. You know, it, it hasn't manifested yet, but it's coming. Trust me. Just gotta watch the strikeouts a little bit. Then all of a sudden, he blew up. He almost set the Pioneer League record for home runs. Now his base auto gemmed up. I think you know a PSA ten Jeremiah Jackson is probably like eighty bucks. Yep. Um, and I've got I think I'm sitting on like nineteen or twenty base gems. Holy and crap! Okay. Couple couple blues. Nice. <laughs> nothing nothing too crazy. A couple blues. That, yep. That's as good as it gets. But I mean that's that's that was that was gold for me. Yeah. And he's he's on a he's on Trevor Larnock. That's why I have probably thirteen, yep. fourteen base gems of Trevor Larnock. And um, he hasn't really sort of he's probably his value is probably down since draft. Yeah, but he's uh, released. He's ready to explode. Uh, he's coming, and he's a twin already. So you know, <laughs> he's somebody that I can totally get down with. Yeah, there you go, there you go. No, you, you're right though. There, it's it's hard to blend the two. Um. And we, it shouldn't be though. It's we're working nobody, on it for sure here, but it's hard. Yeah, because there's so many more elements. Like, it's not just about comps. It's not just about stats. There's so many other things that factor into card prices, like market, like the social media presence of a of a guy, like it, the perception of a person. Like that plays into value a lot more these days. Unfortunately, it's true. But ultimately, I think you know if they have that hit tool and they're hitting home runs, those are the those are the stats that you yep. really need to key into. Like people, and the thing is, is that they they will rank someone really highly for speed. Yeah, speed right. is speed is good. You can steal your bases and you can play great defense. That'll keep you on the field or whatever. But you're never going to get that helium. You're never going to get that huge card surge right. unless you're hitting unless you're hitting bombs. I mean. Really, really, you do need to be hitting bombs. If you're not hitting bombs, you better be hitting like 340, 350. But even then, right, you got a Jeff McNeil who hits 330 all year and is worth nothing. Like, it doesn't really mean much, unfortunately. That's true. That's true. No bombs. Yeah, no bombs. Come on, man. Eat some bombs. 
Hit some bombs. No bombs. <laughs> um, nice. So you, so you go Bowman draft. You go Bowman. You you buy base. It sounds like you don't buy base autos. You buy base. You flip and hold and. I, I have bought, I bought I buy base lots sometimes. Yeah, it has to be the right players. Obviously, I mean I think 2019 Bowman. If I'm buying, if I honestly if I'm buying a box to to rip, I'm probably buying 2019 Bowman now instead of draft. A draft is too hot, and draft always is hot. Draft to me unopened is like a, like a hold, like one of the best. Yeah, I I don't want to use the words, but you know, cause a lot of people poo poo it, but if you're going to b- invest in something in the hobby, as far as cards, unopened boxes of Bowman draft it, it, for a few years, at least are going to be great because there's someone popping all the time out of those things. Um, but if I'm ripping something, I'm ripping 2019 Bowman because mm. that's got Wander, That's got, you know, Julio Rodriguez. That's got Luciano. That's got all the guys that have the helium that, that I'm after. Yep. <clears throat> I like the fact that you use the word helium a lot. It's just yeah, a very transcendent word. I like it. Yeah, it's the helium because you, that's the <laughs> timing. That's like the timing aspect of everything we do. Like you need to sell. Obviously, you need to buy low. You need to sell high. And if these guys are never going to catch fire, if they're never going to go helium, then you're never going to find that peak. Yep. You're never going to make really any money off them. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. Now, to add to your point, though, that buying Bowman Draft, I would – Totally get behind that that strategy. The only other yeah. product I think is worth holding wax on, and you're not a basketball guy, but prison basketball is like essentially a guarantee to go up yeah. year after year. It is, and I'm not a basketball guy, but I did get sucked in a little bit. I got I've got three boxes of first off the line that just got delivered today to me. Nice. What uh, what price I, did you get at? I, I played it pretty well. I, the first one I jumped in at three forty because I'm like, eh. I, I'd rather have one. Yeah. I told myself this is like a three hundred dollar box going into it. I honestly did. I'm like, this is a three hundred dollar box. There aren't <laughs> enough silvers in there to make it worth more than that. But you know, it started creeping down, and I've got my friends are like, you know, on Messenger telling me all day like, oh my god, first off the line prism is down to three hundred and fifty. Can you believe this? <laughs> and so it starts creeping into my head that I'm. Then I'm gonna miss out. So I did grab one at 340, but then I grabbed another one at 315, and a third one at 300, and then they sold out at 295. So I I played it pretty well. I would say you played it I'm extremely ha- well. Yeah, I'd rather have I'd rather have that one at 340 than I've missed out completely though. So mm. I'm not I'm not sad about it. Yeah, you see some of these guys that got it in like 900, and you're like, oh man. Oh man, I haven't talked to anyone who went in that high. Yeah. But I, I mean, I did, I know a bunch of people who were in at five, and yeah. that to me was was a little bit crazy because you can buy a hobby box for probably four hundred, and that's got what like twelve silvers in it, and these things, these things have four silvers. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, it's yeah. it's not all about the silvers, but yeah, let's be honest, lessons. like the the silvers are amazing. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's just it, right? And I, I don't want to go down this prison path because I talk a lot about this already. But oh, okay. If, if you're if you're gonna spend five hundred bucks. You might as well just go buy yourself a retail blaster case, you know, and get yourself oh, fifty sure. silvers and have a shot at you know a numbered you know twenty five card. But yeah, that's great. Work. I mean, I, I go out and search for this stuff if I thought that the crackheads hadn't already hit it up, but I can't get any of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too slow. I got a job. Oh yeah, no, shoot. Trust me, I don't mean going to Target or Walmart. That's that's not for <laughs> any of us. Like we'll leave that to that 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 group of people. That's that's not right. for me either. Um, but. I, I will say I 
it's impossible for me to walk into a Target, even if I'm grabbing something for my wife, and not just kind of walk by the card aisle, see what's going on, take a pee. Oh, I go every... Of course, you got it. I do it every time. I know I to see the empty gravity feed and all the hooks with where the prism was hanging, and I'm like, ah, missed again. That's right. That's right. I love it. <laughs> all right, so we got to wrap it up. I know we got to go back to our families here, but uh, a couple rapid-fire questions here for you. Okay. Okay. Favorite show to watch with your kids? Uh, Animaniacs. Oh, you're bringing back the classics with your kids. Oh, man. They're all on Hulu. It's the best. I love it. That was my show when I was young. And now when you're an adult, you can even appreciate it more because they're making jokes that were way over my head when I was a kid. <laughs> I need to bring Animaniacs back up. I didn't even think about the, that. The whole thing when they're like, hello, nurse. I mean, that's like that's like scandalous. If that's you know what the true. heck they're talking about. And then there's like the nurse is like, would you mind if I such and such? And then Yakko is like, I wish you would. <laughs> it's funny. It's so dirty. It's so dirty. And we this came up a couple episodes ago with somebody else. And, and they mentioned Animaniacs. It's one of the shows that our parents wouldn't let us watch. And, really? And, and, and wow. like my parents were one of those. Like back in the day, like they, they screened Animaniacs and said, there's no way you're watching that. Oh, and, and like I, think he, they did a, I, I thought they did a good job of keeping it over the kid's head and and – so I, that wouldn't seem like a screener to me. Yeah. S- Simpsons was screened. For Simpsons sure. Simpsons was screened when For I went sure. to my grandma and grandpa's house. When I was at home, my mom and dad would let me watch it. But if I was over, over at my, ever over at my grandma and grandpa's, then they pretended like I wasn't allowed because they had to keep up appearances. <laughs> so good. Simpsons. Oh, now man. when Simpsons comes on, I'm like cringe. I'm like, God, turn this off. It's been on for 25 years. No kidding. No kidding. What about with your wife? What's your favorite show to watch with your wife? Oh man, we have drifted. I was, we have, uh, this is not the essence of a rapid fire question, but honestly, she and I have drifted so far apart on what we like to watch. Uh-oh. Oh, it's sad. it saddens me. She likes to watch these terrible programs that I, I can't, I don't even know the names of them. It's just <laughs> terrible stuff, stuff that no man should ever be caught watching. And I'm like trying to get her to watch Better Call Saul. And we watched Breaking Bad together. Like, if you want an answer, I'll give you Breaking Bad okay. you know, or Game of Thrones. We watched Breaking Bad together. We loved every minute of it. But now Better Call Saul is coming on. And I'm like, hey, come on. Let's watch Better Call Saul. She's like, I can't go back to that place in my life. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. What does that mean? <laughs> um, I, I can somewhat relate to that, though. So I feel, I feel your pain a little bit. There's okay. a, there's Good. Some, I'm not there's, the only one. They're not the only one. There's some certain shows where like my wife won't sleep at night because it just consumes her, and she's like, "I can't do that again. I can't <laughs> go there." So I, I get it. I get it. But I like okay. it. Good, good show. Who's your all-time favorite musician? Oh well, Cheryl Milnes. This is not anyone that anybody's probably going to have heard of before. But I'm a when I'm singing opera, I'm a baritone. Like my voice type is a baritone. Okay. The, and my my teacher when I was at, I went to Northwestern University. When I was at Northwestern, one of my teachers was Cheryl Milnes, and he's like a, just a, a golden age baritone who was super famous and the, like the best quintessential character in so many operas. And uh, so Cheryl Milnes is, is my favorite singer. Um, as far as musician, I don't know if you want to get more modern. I don't know. See, I listen to like dead people and classic rock and I don't, I don't listen to anything modern on the radio. Yeah. Give me a classic rock. Give me something classic rock. Something we would, we would know. Oh man. Grateful dead. Okay. All right. Uh, just anything from grateful dead. Crosby, stills, Nash and young cat Stevens. I love all those guys. Kind of that chill, that chill sort of folky sound. 
Nice. All right. All right. Fair enough. Um, I figured it'd be an obscure answer, right? You're just you're so you're the upper echelon musician. You can't listen to the stuff that us <laughs> normal people listen to. No, I do when I'm in the car. I do. <laughs> um, all right. What's your what's your go to breakfast cereal? Oh man, I don't have time for breakfast. And no one have we have we have Honey Nut Cheerios in the house. That's the only thing. But I you don't I don't eat it. Wow. What's your What's your breakfast food? What do you What do you do for breakfast? How What's your what's No your breakfast. Snack? No breakfast. Ain't no one got time for that. <laughs> we gotta get to work. We gotta get to work. We gotta do our jobs. Uh, all right. Where does Minnesota? Where does Minnesota? Uh, the Twins. Where do they finish next year? I think they'll win the division again. Okay. I, I, I don't know. I, I haven't followed any news today. Who knows? Maybe somebody sa- signed Madison Bumgarner today. But, you know, I have faith that he's coming, and we need someone because, yep. you know, we lose to the Yankees when they have crap pitchers, and now they've got Garrett Cole, so just not looking good. Not looking good. Got, <laughs> not looking good. you got to pick one athlete to ride with you in your UPS route for a day. Which athlete is it? Uh, Miguel Sano. Nice. I love Miguel Sano. Will he fit in that seat? <laughs> he would look funny in the jump seat. You're right. Yeah. Put, strap him in. That's right. You just need to get a, get a bat and have him hit the hit the packages up to the front door. Yeah, I don't know. He also just he, – he doesn't have the most hustle of any of the twins either, so I don't know if he'd make it at UPS. Is his, English, have... is his English good? Like would he have a conversation? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. Not the not, not perfect, but it's not bad. Nice. Nice. I love it. Right on, man. Well, Matt, it's been awesome. Thanks for thanks for making time. I, uh, I'm i excited to see some of the folks jump on and grab more firebox cases. Um, and I'm excited to get you back on and talk more more prospecting beginning next year. Yeah, man. 2020 Bowman. I'm all about talking about it. I'm, that's a, I'm really excited about that product. Yeah, we will definitely have you back on to talk about that. We'll talk about how the pros are doing, your firebox pros. That'd be good. All right. Great. Awesome, man. Thanks again. Firebox, it's fireboxcases.com, correct? That's right, fireboxcases.com. Fireboxcases.com, enter promo code BREAKERCULTURE for 10% off. Pretty sweet deal. All right, brother, have a good week. See you, Ty. See you, bye.